today, like I said, at the beginning of the Mass, we are celebrating the feast day of Mary, the feast of Immaculate Conception, one of those feasts that the church retained as not just a solemnity, but a holy day of obligation where all of us as Catholics are expected to attend the Holy Mass and receive the Holy Communion on a day like today. That tells you the importance of this feast day that the church still holds onto it in a very firm position, position of holy day of obligation, that we have to fulfill that obligation of coming to Mass and receiving the Holy Communion. And what is this feast all about? That Mary was preserved by God himself from the moment of her conception. She was preserved from the stain of original sin, that sin of Adam and Eve that we heard in the first reading when they disobeyed and went contrary to what God asked them to do. And they brought that unfortunate stain of sin into humanity that all of us are stained by that sin. But Mary was protected from that. God did not allow her to be stained by that sin. And the reason is obvious. God had a plan for Mary, that Mary was going to be the mother of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And there is no way the Redeemer of the world would go through the stain of original sin. There is no way he should be affected by the corruption of the original sin. And for this to happen, God had to protect Mary and make sure she was not stained by that original sin. And that's the feast we are celebrating. But one thing that comes to me whenever this feast of Immaculate Conception comes up is just to look at it from the perspective of the fact that God has a plan for all of us. God has a plan for you. He had a plan for Mary. Mary didn't know what that plan was. Mary didn't know that God was preparing her to be the mother of Jesus. Mary did not know that. She was living her normal life. But she was living a life of holiness, even though she didn't know what God's plan was for her. But she was committed into obeying the word of God. She was committed into following the commands of God. She was committed into being a young girl growing up in her community who didn't allow herself to be stained by the society. She kept herself pure, though she didn't know what God's plan was for her. Until what happened in the gospel of today came up, 
that the angel came to her and greeted her in a way that was very surprising to her. And she was surprised. And then the angel announced to her that this is God's plan for you, that you will be the mother of our Savior. Mary was more like, how can this be possible? I don't have any relationship with any man. How can I be a mom? But the angel made it very clear to her. With God, nothing is impossible. And then Mary said the great yes. I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. Think about it. Even though God had plans for Mary, God did not force that plan on her. God did not impose his plan on Mary. God still allowed Mary to make a decision to decide whether she want to have that plan fulfilled in her life or not. So Mary had a choice. It was not an imposition. It was not something that was being forced on her. She could have said, I don't want to do this. She knew it was going to be tough. So she could have said, I don't want to face all those challenges. I just want to be a quiet young lady that I have always been. But Mary trusted God and then submitted herself to the will of God by saying, I am your handmaid. Let it be done to me according to your word. Total submission to the will of God. And that's why Mary is whom she is today. That's why we celebrate Mary. That's why we gather together every day and we call on her as our prayer companion because she showed us a perfect example of what it means to totally submit ourselves to the will of the Father, something that Eve did not do in the Old Testament, in the first reading that we heard. She could not, in obedience, follow the commands of God. She disobeyed with Adam. But then, the second Eve, Mary, totally submitted herself, totally gave up everything and uh, submitted herself to the Father. And that's the perfect example that Mary has given to all of us. God has a plan for you. God has a plan for me. God has a plan for everyone. I don't know what his plan for me is. I'm still seeking for it. I'm still praying every day that those plans be manifested in my life every day. I still pray for that every day. But then I don't have to know what the plan is for me to live a good life. Mary didn't have to know what the plan was, but still she lived a good life. She submitted herself to the will of the Father even without knowing what the plan was. So I don't have to know what God's plan is for me, for me to live a good life. I have to listen to the word of God. 
I have to commit myself into doing the will of God. And then when that plan begins to unfold, I now make that big commitment that Mary made by saying, yes, I am ready. Take me and do with me whatever you want. So you don't have to wait until you know the plan before you begin to live a good life. You got to continue to live your life as a child of God. You have to continue to live your life as one who has been brought into the family of God by being a good man or by being a good woman. You have to continue to live that good life. And it is in living that good life that God's plan will now be fulfilled in your life the same way it happened in the life of Mary. He has a plan, but we must support that plan with our good life. He has a plan, but for that plan to be fulfilled, we must cooperate with God. We must say yes to him by our witness of life. Mary has shown us a good example, and all of us are being invited to follow in her footsteps. She is our mother. She is the mother of the church. She is our greatest intercessor because she knows our needs. Many a time we get confused. Many a time we feel like Mary is nobody. Many a time we listen to our brothers and sisters from other denominations, and because of what they say about Mary, sometimes we begin to lean towards their side. But let me be honest with you. There is no one who prays for you morning, afternoon, and night than Mary. She is our mother. She knows our needs. And she goes to the Father with our needs at every time. We do not pray to Mary. We pray with Mary. Mary is our prayer companion. Mary is our, the person we go to that leads us as a mom to the Father and intercedes for us in the presence of the Father. That's what she does for us. Our prayer goes to the Father our prayer goes to the Son. Our prayer goes to the Holy Spirit. But our prayer goes with Mary as our companion. And because she has lived a good life, because she has found favor in the sight of God, she is always there because God loves her and she has found this favor in the presence of God. So if she leads you to the Father, then your needs will be satisfied. I know I have told this story before, but I'm going to end my homily by telling the same story again. I had a friend in Nigeria, a very close friend of mine. At a point, we had some issues, so we were no longer in talking terms as we used to be, but he was my very close friend. <coughs> He wanted me to do his wedding as a young priest, and he didn't have the courage to approach me to ask me to do that because we were having issues. 
because he knew he offended me, and maybe I also offended him in one way or the other. So he didn't have the courage to come to me and ask me to do the wedding. Do you know what he did? He went to my mom <laughs> and told my mom, look at what is going on, but I want Father Jovita to do my wedding. Can you help me out with this? It's a true life story. And my mom said, consider it done. <laughs> Just go and prepare for your wedding. Father Jovita is going to do that wedding. And then my mother called me. And she was like, your friend came to me and he was asking for you to officiate in his wedding. And I have already told him that you will do it. <laughs> So I'm like, what, mom, why did you do that? Why did he not come to me? So my mom said, because he said you have issues with him and he didn't have the courage to come to you directly. So he came to me and I have already made that promise. So put it down in your calendar that you are going to do the wedding. What did I do? I said yes. There is no way I would say no to my mom. There is no way I would say, oh, you have made that promise, mom, I'm not going to do that. No. What I did was now to call my friend and say to him, why did you go through my mom? You should have come to me. And he was like, father, I'm so sorry, but that was the easiest way for me. Mary is the easiest way for all of us. Mary is our mom. And if we go to Mary and she takes our petitions to Jesus, do you think Jesus is going to say no? Jesus will not say no to Mary. Remember what happened at the wedding at Cana? The wine dried up and Mary went to him and said, they don't have any more wine. And Jesus was like, mom, it's not yet my time. <laughs> Mary went back and told the servants, whatever he asks you to do, do what? Do it. And she left. And that was the first miracle of Jesus, turning water into wine. At the request of who? Mary. Even though it was not yet his time, but he had to do it at the request of his mom. That's how powerful Mary is. And that's how powerful moms are. Every mom, you know how to get things from us. You know the best approach, and you know how to say it has to be done, and it will be done. So, my dear friends, if we go to Mary, she will always take our petitions to Christ, and we will always have our heart desires fulfilled through her intercession. So, may Mary, our mother, continue to intercede for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.